Good afternoon, good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Ahead of the Crypto Curve, where we are creating Satoshi Millionaires, one family at a time, one day at a time, one Bitcoin at a time, one Satoshi at a time, and ladies and gentlemen, that means you. I am your host, Naja Roberts, and it is my mission in life to lead my people out of financial slavery. Today is October 11th, 2022. And as always, there is a lot of stuff going on in the cryptocurrency space. In fact, I've been glued to this computer all morning. And uh, I know we left off yesterday talking about the CBDC paper uh, that came out for another country. And I've been looking into what the United States is about to do with their cryptocurrency, their central bank digital currency, which is definitely not a sovereign coin, not a self-sovereignty coin, but an actual controlled, um, uh, it's a controlled coin, but we won't get into that at the top of the hour. We're going to save that for the end because I've had a lot of people that are calling that are asking who accepts Bitcoin? So what I realized in our community is one of the biggest things we try to discover when we get into anything is how we can spend it. And I realized that the root of that is the fact that we are the number one consumers in this United States. We have learned how to buy everything and I'm not saying we don't own anything but we definitely are consumers first and our mindset is consumer first so in this Bitcoin space specifically I am trying to get folks to understand that yes you need to be involved in Bitcoin or cryptocurrency where you can eventually spend it or you can spend it right now but there is such a need for us to gather and hold our Satoshis before we sell them. But I've had so many people in my inbox that are asking me about where you can buy, where you can spend it. Um, so I'm just going to kind of go over a couple of those things. And I will continue to repeat that I bought a blender, a juicer. It wasn't a blender. It was a juicer from... Bed Bath & Beyond back in 2018-ish um, with Bitcoin because Bed Bath & Beyond was announcing that they were accepting Bitcoin. And so if you go to my Facebook way back there, you'll see me running in there. I was super excited to buy my juicer for $150 and that juicer is on my counter right now. Uh, has tripled, quadrupled in uh, price just based on what Bitcoin is price-wise today. So I would not suggest anyone at this time selling or utilizing their Bitcoin, even though that is what is needed to get Bitcoin growing and working and what we call velocity, the velocity is just, it's, it's people buying, selling, using, doing different things. Now, I know that's a little bit, um, 
that's controversial because most Bitcoin advocates say that you need to be using your Bitcoin so that we can grow in mass adoption, et cetera, et cetera. But for our community, I really feel as though we need to do some things a little bit different than we've done in the past um, in order to get where we need to be in the future. And so my quote for the day, my cryptocurrency quotes actually says, as change swiftly sweeps across the fashion industry, the other side of the coin is that 17.4% of businesses have claimed that they never would probably ever accept cryptocurrency payments. Now that's quite interesting um, because we're seeing more and more people get into the cryptocurrency space. In fact, uh, Google just today was announced that they are partnering with Coinbase to bring crypto payments to the cloud service that was published just a couple of hours ago. And so I'm super excited to share that information, even though it's Coinbase, it's a step in the right direction for uh, mass adoption and cryptocurrency that I keep telling you all is not going anywhere. It is going to be everywhere. And if you're holding the asset that everyone needs, and that asset is a scarce asset, you are going to be in a good space. Not next week, not next year. We're talking five to 10 years. And that is just my two Satoshis. Instead of two cent, that's my two Satoshis. So when we come forward with ladies and gentlemen, we'll talk about what this partnership with Google and Coinbase means to the cryptocurrency community. This is Ahead of the Crypto Curve on KBLA Talk 1580. In a moment, more with Naja Roberts as we get ahead of the crypto curve on KBLA Talk 1580. You're listening to Ahead of the Crypto Curve with Naja Roberts on KBLA Talk 1580. All right. Welcome forward. So the big news of the day is Coinbase's move to work with, uh, to move from AWS to Google. So that means that they're moving away or they have moved away and they're going to be starting to work with the Google Cloud. And this partnership will cause Coinbase to just make that switch, which I'm not. Wow. That's a big move. I'll just say it that way. And I don't know what this means for Coinbase's custody service and their Coinbase Prime. Um, Google will also use these services just as the NBA is. And I will tell you again, the, the climate at Coinbase has not changed as far as I know as it relates to women and African Americans being employed and all those other things. And I think that we're really going to have to hold Coinbase to a higher and a more intense uh, conversation needs to be had with Mr. Brian Armstrong as we move into several different platforms with with um, the things that we still hear about the company. But that's neither here nor there. Um, 
this deal is is a big deal. <laughs> and so it's no secret that Google is interested in the crypto and Web3 uh, because they put together Alphabet, Google's parent company. They've invested about $1.5 billion in blockchain companies, including Dapper Labs and Alchemy. And so Alphabet is one of the companies that I am planning on pitching to. Uh, that's Google. Uh, in reference to some of the things that we're doing in the community. So that would mean, um, I don't know, we'll, we'll see what happens. But in January, um, there's going to be some major uh, announcements that are coming out of this partnership. But the bottom line, ladies and gentlemen, is there's no question that these tech giants are becoming increasingly interested in cryptocurrency, blockchain, and Web3. And they are exploring the benefits of cryptocurrency in inside and outside of the metaverse. Um, and it's just... There's millions and millions of dollars being poured into putting cryptocurrency type uh, platforms in place, or I'm going to say railways or where where you can actually do transactions on these different platforms. Um, and they're not called railways. I'll think about it in a second. But they're putting millions of dollars into figuring out how they can get a piece of the pie with cryptocurrency and those sorts of things. And so we got to just really understand. And I know you're listening to me on an everyday basis and you realize that cryptocurrency is not going anywhere. But it is so time for us to get the rest of our families and the community into understanding how critically important it is to get involved in cryptocurrency, to get some education, to learn what you need to learn, learn how to operate a wallet, learn how to uh, custody your or Bitcoin or your cryptocurrency yourself. All of those things are really important. But I started this segment because, again, folks are asking who accepts Bitcoin as a consumer. And I want us, again, to flip our, our truth about having to buy everything and utilize uh, our monies to be consumers. I think in the cryptocurrency space, I'm almost begging our community to stack and save as opposed to um, right now just spending. But we do need to know who accepts Bitcoin because that actually brings some validity to some folks mind about whether or not they need to get off the sidelines. And so there is or there are several companies that accept Bitcoin right here in the United States. And the list that I found actually hadn't been updated since January of 2022. But there are some major companies that you already know. Uh, Wikipedia, Microsoft, AT&T. There's reports that Burger King, um, some Burger Kings uh, accept Bitcoin. In fact, they accept Bitcoin, Dash, Litecoin, Ethereum, and Tether. Um, and in countries like Venezuela and Germany, they have already begun accepting at almost all 
the um, the actual franchises. And so here in the United States, because franchisees have the ability to do what they want to do, there's not a lot of people that accept Bitcoin right now. In Canada, you can find KFC accepting Bitcoin and they call it um, they call theirs the Bitcoin bucket at KFC at KFC. So um, let's see. Overstock, I know for sure. Places like Subway sandwiches, you can actually um, buy a sandwich with Bitcoin. There's Twitch, Pizza Hut. Uh, there's a couple of franchisees that allow you to, to use your Bitcoin there. The Miami Dolphins, ladies and gentlemen, you can actually pay with Litecoin or Bitcoin when purchasing a ticket and then they put your ticket in a 50-50 raffle and what they're trying to do is really cater to individuals that have cryptocurrency but in my opinion they are trying to stack as much Bitcoin as they can however they can from whatever community they can the Dallas Mavericks also accept Bitcoin. And you all know Mr. Richard Branson, one of the billionaires of the world who owns Virgin Virgin Mobile and Virgin Airlines, allows you to pay for straight for this space travel with Bitcoin on Virgin Galactic. Now, I am praying that y'all are not going to go and run out and spend your Bitcoin going to space um, with Mr. Richard Branson. It sounds like a novel idea, but I just really hope we don't do that. Um, Norwegian Air Shuttle, you can use you know your bitcoin for that um there is a platform that i use to buy all my domain names and i love this platform even though they're not a sponsor um and i've got to talk to you all someday about domain names and things of that sort because they're very lucrative by the way this is a good side hustle but anyway name cheap accepts bitcoin cheap air uh, accepts Bitcoin. There's a platform that accepts gift cards and it's called Gift and Newegg. I'm just trying to look through some of these um, platforms that you may know. AMC is also allowing you to pay with Bitcoin for movie tickets. And again, I wouldn't because none of those movies are worth Bitcoin going up uh, to hundreds of thousands of dollars. And then I bought a ticket or two and those tickets eventually turn into a massive amount of money for that movie. I just wouldn't like that too much. So stores, um, there's just so many. And so I'm just kind of going through uh, people on Etsy except Bitcoin. I told you all I paid a couple of months ago. I wanted some goods and services online and people were accepting Bitcoin. And if I paid them in Bitcoin, it was a little less than than before. Uh, if I didn't use Bitcoin, it was like $20. And if I did use Bitcoin, it was only 15 So they gave me a discount. But they know the secret that I know. If you get people to give you Bitcoin, that $15 worth of Bitcoin could soon be $100 instead of $15. And so they just 
accept Bitcoin for their goods and services and they just let it sit there and wait. Um, Dish Network, I'm just looking at some of these that you may know. Um, well, we always know that people are accepting Bitcoin for the estates so and i do a lot of those deals and we work with people to do uh those deals where they need to cash out maybe thirty forty thousand dollars worth of bitcoin and that's their down payment on their property now i want you to think about something uh since i'm on the subject and just kind of talking today let's say you have fifty thousand dollars worth of bitcoin and all of a sudden you want to buy this property and you need $50,000 in cash to put in escrow. You literally can take that $50,000 worth of Bitcoin, cash it into an exchange. And when you put that $50,000 in the escrow, the escrow company wants to know where this $50,000 came from. I will say that there is no exchange out there other than my exchange that will provide you with the documentation that you need to get that deal done. And so I am proud to say that we were the first ones to be able to help someone actually purchase a house with the sale of their Bitcoin because there has to be a letter written on letterhead, et cetera, et cetera. Try to get a hold of Cash App for that or try to get a hold of Coinbase or Kraken for them to give you the letter that you need to get that done. It is not happening. That's why customer service is so important in our community. Uh, we can get the things that we need done with this. And I'm just saying, not just right now, because right now I'm suggesting that you hold, but in the very, very near future, it is going to be critical for our community to have a way to leverage the Bitcoin that we have or the Bitcoin that we sell or whatever it is you choose to do with it. But we will have those um things in place so that our community can take advantage of being really efficient and doing doing what we need to do. So um, so the other thing you can do is take that Bitcoin to an ATM machine and it'll spit out your cash for you, but they charge probably like 10 to 20% for uh, cashing out your Bitcoin. So you wanna be careful with that. Someone is asking if hotels accept Bitcoin. There are several hotels in Miami that actually accept Bitcoin, but there's not a lot of them that do. In fact, I am working with a National Association of Black Hotel operators, owners, and um, developers to get them to accept Bitcoin. It's called NABHood. I'm just, I'm just so excited because people are starting to call now to say, hey, how do we implement this in our hotels? How do we make this work with our hotels? And so I'm just excited about being uh, in the forefront to deal with these hotel owners. And you would be surprised how many black hotel owners and operators are out there. Um, and again, that acronym is NABHood, N-A-B, 
H-O-O-D. You can look it up. Um, Michael V. Roberts is literally, ladies and gentlemen, one of the billionaires of the United States. And uh, he is now a very good friend of mine. And we're talking quite often about how to incorporate Bitcoin into the um, hotel service industry with those individuals that he is working with. And I'm excited about the educational portion uh, that is being done with them. But we're we're talking about who accepts Bitcoin. So that's where we are right now. Uh, There is a lot going on. Again, Google is going to accept Bitcoin for all sorts of goods and services. One of the things that you have to be careful about, because you're going to see the fact that Uh, They accept Dogecoin as well. And I don't want any of you to think that because they're accepting Dogecoin is something that you need to run out and participate in. You really don't need to participate in Dogecoin, ladies and gentlemen. And again, I have to say that I'm not providing financial advice. So whether Naja Roberts is begging you to look at the tokenomics, what is behind uh, Dogecoin, how many Dogecoin are in circulation, how many are created every day. And I think you will understand that it's going to take the whole GDP, the go, the whole amount of money in this entire world to make Dogecoin go to even 75 cents. So because you start to hear about companies like Google, Partnering with Coinbase, accepting Bitcoin, accepting Ethereum. I think they're accepting Litecoin. They're accepting Dogecoin. Please don't take that as, well, I need to buy some Dogecoin because it's cheaper. And they're accepting it over there. And it's going to make mass adoption. There's way too many in circulation. And it is not going to work out well in the end. So we just got to be careful again. And I wanted to say that because somebody may pull up the article and they're like, hmm, there's four coins that Google is accepting. Well, just make no mistakes about it tokenomics still matter and so we've got to be careful so when we come forward after news traffic and sports we will jump into our market update and then we'll get into talking about the cbdc and how crazy it is that they're talking about being self-sovereign this is kbla talk 1580 what is your quarrel with the world now celebrating one year of not just talking but listening this is kbla talk 1580 This is KBLA Talk 1580, where hate meets a scholarly match. Welcome forward. Welcome forward. All right. So we are going to jump into the cryptocurrency update for the day. Again, today is October 11th and Bitcoin in the last 24 hours has been as high as 20. Oh, oh, I wish it was 20, but it says 19,500 and as low as 18,900. Bitcoin is down in the past 24 hours, 2.3%. And in the last seven days, it's down 2.9%. There is an upcoming CPI cast, and CPI stands for Consumer Price Index. 
and it is set to happen on Thursday. So let's just see what it says. Cryptocurrency markets pointing lower together with the overall equities market. Ethereum's total supply decreased by 0.02% in the last seven days, making a deflationary currency after the merge. Bitcoin's mining difficulty reached another new all-time high. Binance says they're still committed to invest $500 million for Elon Musk's acquisition of Twitter. And I'm interested in what what Binance has to actually do with this Twitter acquisition, but that's neither here nor there. So on the macro equities and commodities side, the U.S. markets closed lower for the fourth consecutive session overnight. The U.S. CPI number is going to be released on Thursday morning, which will be a major indicator of how the feds will pace the rate hikes for the rest of the year. Bank of England doubles its temporary quantitative easing. And it's through a bond and they purchase uh, 10 billion per day in that. So let's see what the digital markets are doing. We are still under 1 trillion at 957 billion, which is down 2.8% from yesterday. Bitcoin is down as, as it relates to what people are holding, uh, 2.24%. And Ethereum is down 3.8% at the time of writing this. And um, let's just see what the altcoins and the DeFi is doing. So we got Solana at, um, it's down in the last 24 hours, 5.0%. Shiba Inu is down 8.6%. ADA is down 7.1%. And Engine ENJ is down 6.1%. And some of the news that caught my attention, and we won't be going all into this, is Polygon, which is a blockchain, launched a testnet for layer two of Hermes. And uh, let me see the EU, the European Union Commission launches proposal for the study of automated DeFi supervision. Um, What we also found out was that in August, there were a record number of Brazilian companies that actually bought Bitcoin. Hmm, hint, hint. And then inside of what's called a lightning network with Bitcoin, there was some sort of a bug that actually froze that lightning network and it's 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 a layer product it's not actually bitcoin but it actually froze whatever this uh lightning network was for a couple of hours so nothing that we need to be specifically worried about but we always need to know uh when people are building on top of a blockchain there's a possibility that they may uh, get a glitch or something like that where um, the, the, it stops 
all transactions and things of that sort. But Bitcoin coincidentally has never done that. And a lot of these other coins and cryptocurrencies and blockchains have a lot of different glitches, but uh, it has not been the case for uh, for Bitcoin. So yesterday we were talking about India releasing a 50-page CBDC report, a central bank digital currency. And I was really discussing if it was really good or bad for the country's cryptocurrency. So again, it's over in India. India has the second uh, most populated country or or area in the world. Um, And they are leading and about to be number one. And so the fact that they have their own central bank digital currency that they're announcing could be good news for mass adoption, but could be bad news based on what's going on. And so what we do know that crypto was such a hit in India in 2021 that it made the country's fastest growing market for asset class surpassing the MENA region. And that's M-E-N-A region and even Europe. At one point, the country's market jumped over 61% in just 12 months, and it was projected to surge even more. So what does that mean? The government had to figure out how to circumvent cryptocurrency and get people into digital currencies, but something that they control. So everything changed in April this year as the government of India started to tighten its grip on cryptocurrency, imposing taxes on transactions involved involving assets, which led to the collapse of the collapse of several local exchanges. And some thought this may have something to do with the nation's plan to eventually have its own CBDC. And that's exactly what happened. And so uh, uh, country officials say that this move was made to provide a window for the formalization of cryptocurrencies. But it but what it did or what it has accomplished so far is to make crypto trading in India insanely expensive. And so that's another uh, way to deter people from doing something outside of their control. But it turns out the country is just starting to, to, to pound on digital assets and the Reserve Bank of India might just deliver the finishing blow with this CBDC. And as I read it yesterday, after I got off the show, I really realized how much of the control is taken away from our banks and our Federal Reserve banks around this world if we get into cryptocurrency. Like I already know this, but reading what they were saying in this CVDC white paper, It it just really makes it clear that they want to control everything from what you eat to what you just everything. This is it's actually scary to read it in 2022. You think you're reading something. um, I don't know. It's something from sci fi. I don't know. But it's happening, ladies and gentlemen. We are in history. We're living history. So all eyes 
are on the Reserve Bank of India and this CBDC because guess what? What they do, people are going to watch their project, and I'm saying people, but other countries are going to watch their project. They're going to see how prosperous they are. They're going to see how receptive the people are. Again, having the number two amount of, they're number two and having the most amount of people in the world, uh, in their region. People are just going to watch it to see what what the reaction is going to be and if it's successful. And so they are going to be testing, uh, playing out as what they call the sandbox environment. So we'll see what happens. But when we come forward, we will get into some of the events that you need to make sure that you're at and telling your family about. This is Ahead of the Crypto Curve, KBLA Talk 1580. New money, new money. We've got you covered. Keep it locked to the midday money chain on KBLA Talk 1580. Now, now let's get back to Ahead of the Crypto Curve with Naja Roberts on KBLA Talk 1580. All right. Welcome forward. Welcome forward. I um, wanted to share with you all that I was so touched last Thursday night by the interviews that Ariva Martin did. I literally reached out to my daughter after uh, the broadcast was over just to really check on her and say hi, to pay a little more attention to maybe some of the things that she may be going through and not that, you know, anything has been detrimental or she's led on to the fact that she's depressed, but just listening to the, to the statistics of black women and some of the things that are going on with black women that we actually uh, are able to mask because of how strong we are, how many things we deal with, how we have to show up at work and all of those things. But it really took for me to be listening in to other women and their perspective and their actual journeys and some of the things that have happened with their adult children to really realize and recognize that, hey, we need to take a little bit uh, more time out of our day to check on the welfare of everyone around us because it is critically important, especially in this time of uncertainty. Well, this Thursday, ladies and gentlemen, I don't want you to forget to tune in on October the 13th from 7 to 9. We will have the second episode of our series, Agenda for America, an African-American perspective. And and Tavis Molly is the executive producer. And this week we're talking about the state of black youth in America. Now, why did I bring that up about my daughter? She's definitely uh, not a youth, but I and, and I was listening to the sister who lost her daughter um, to suicide. And the more that I'm reading and the more that I'm educating myself right now in America, our youth African-American youth, unfortunately, are taking their lives at a disproportionate amount. And um, we have got to do something about it. And even though I'm listening to a lot of positivity uh, coming from a lot of organizations, a lot of the music that they're listening to subliminally is talking to them about committing suicide. In fact, I was even listening to a uh, NBA star just today that was doing an interview that was talking about how he wanted to take his life because he 
tore his ACL and something happened to his mom during COVID and then his grandmother during COVID. And I'm thinking to myself, my goodness, like I get the fact that, you know, these things are happening, but our youth are really making that almost the first resort. It's like they think about that first before they think about any other alternatives. And so with that, I believe that Dominique is going to do an incredible job this Thursday, really bringing what it is and what's happening to our youth to the proper perspective and then also giving us some alternatives and some things that we can do. And so I think it's a great conversation because as we know, as cliche as it sounds, the children are our future. We've definitely got to look into um, what's happening with our youth. So this Thursday from 7 to 9, please tune in as Dominic DePrima goes through the state of black youth here in America. That being also said, on Saturday, ladies and gentlemen, if you're in the Los Angeles area, please make it a point to visit us over in the Taste of Soul. I believe we'll be at 39th and Crenshaw. KBLA will be in the wine and beer garden over there. Uh, And any purchases go to support Mothers in Action. But I'm excited about being there and just saying hello to everyone. And and I'll give you a couple of more updates soon as to what we'll be doing uh, or if we'll be doing or what we'll be giving away to those individuals that are there when I'm there. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, when we come forward, we'll get into our daily dollar cost average. This is KBLA. Keep out of reach of children. Looking for legitimate political discourse without the bear spray? Tune in and speak out. KBLA Talk 1580. All right. Welcome forward. I just got a little text message from one of my birdies that finds information and makes sure that we know what is going on. And it says, my text message says, the Federal Reserve Vice Chair forecasts restrictive monetary policy for some time and we're going to have a conversation about that tomorrow because if they are restricting uh, are having some restrictive monetary policy that definitely is going to trickle down to our community and we've got to do some things quickly and so we're going to talk about that tomorrow but with that ladies and gentlemen we're going to do our daily dollar cost average on the black street the black wall street wallet and i know some of you are having some difficulty with the black wall street wallet and i will if you send me an email give you the direct number so that you can work that out with customer service uh for the black wall street wallet there is a young lady standing by to assist you if you need it uh so you can send an email to ask roberts at gmail.com again ask roberts at gmail.com and i will give you the direct phone number for Julia and she is going to assist all of the listeners of KBLA with the Black Wall Street wallet so again ask Nigel Roberts at gmail.com and we are now going to dollar cost average so please take out your cell phone click on the Black Wall Street wallet 
you're going to click on the purple circle in the middle and you're going to click on buy asset that asset is satoshi so satoshi is the smallest increment of a bitcoin just like a penny is the smallest increment of a dollar we are going to click six dollars and i am going to put it in my designated kbla talk 1580 wallet which i put inside of uh i designated inside of the black wall street wallet and i'm going to click continue and voila i have purchased six dollars worth of satoshis uh and i am excited about stacking my satoshis so with that ladies and gentlemen we are going to continue to do that for the next six months i think we are we've we got about six months uh to continue to do this dollar cost average to see where we end up with just six dollars a day so i'm no longer uh going to starbucks i'm making my medicine balls right at home and i'll tell y'all how i do that or why i'm doing that because when folks say they don't have money what is it you may be able to cut back on and so uh that's one of the things that allows me to do my six dollars a day is making my own medicine ball instead of stopping at starbucks so we are thanking each and every one of you for rocking with me on ahead of the crypto curve we're making way for the dl hughley show you all know i say dl is the truth i am your host naja roberts and you're listening to me on ahead of the crypto curve please listen to all the past podcasts they are there for you to listen to so you can get a little bit more education this is the very end of my fabulous show today and i'm so so excited about you listening to dl hughley because he's coming up next this is kbla talk 1580 kbla 1580 santa monica